We're Suze and Meg. We've been friends for over 20 years and now we're 40. Join us on 40 Things at 40 as we explore this new decade of life. We've each made a list of 40 things to try and we're cheering each other on. Listen in as we chat about our adventures, getting older, and why pushing outside our comfort zone is so important. Welcome everybody to the 40 Things at 40 podcast. My name is Meg Uren. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Welcome to episode 10, double digits podcasting now. Today's date is May 26, 2021. And with me as always is my partner. Hi everyone, this is Susan Shuckley. And we're joined by another special guest today. Welcome back everybody and welcome to our guest. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a bit about who you are? Megan Seuss. Um, my name is Alex Ford. Um, I was born and raised in London. I went to school here. I went to Western Kinesiology and Teachers College, and I have never left. I met my husband next door. Um, he's from Barbados, but uh, <laughs> I met him next door to me, and we were great friends for a few years and then we decided to start dating and got married and have built a life here and uh, a short eight years later we have four children um, four children two uh, we have twins who are three and a half years old and a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and uh, I am a real estate broker now um, no longer teacher in London and area. I work with Keller Williams and um, I love reading and personal growth and fitness has become a love of mine now and I just love spending time with my family and traveling when we're able to get back to that. Yes, amen. uh, Yeah, Barbados, that's my second home. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, there's so much I always want to interject. I'm trying not to say so many hmms and yeses and because that's my natural state. But then when I hear it after the fact, I'm always like, why am I saying yes so much to people who are expressing things? (laughs) Okay, Alex, I will also call her Al because everyone knows it's my favorite thing to find your nickname and then use it instead of your actual name. So Al, tell, tell everybody, how did we meet? How do we know each other? Yeah, I do go by Al. That's not an uncommon thing. Al is a nickname used by close friends and family until I started working at Western. <laughs> and then everyone called you Al. Yeah. And everyone called me Al, which was great um, because I felt like it was home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we met uh, when my oldest, Amelia, uh, who's now seven, was at the same daycare as your Kira. Yeah. And um they were at Jody's house and they had at first a love-hate relationship (laughs) yeah I'll never forget what Jody told us about our kids do you remember this she was like she told us she had never seen two two two-year-old girls fight with such uh energy and enthusiasm as our daughters did so she was like I've I've... (laughs) physical fighting too yeah yeah they were they really loved slash were enemies together but they mostly it was love and then they formed like such a tight bond which was lovely for both of us yeah yeah so yeah Amelia talks about Kira all the time still and and we're still really close so and then you helped me get a job at Western I did Um, yeah years later uh when I was looking for some sort of reprieve from motherhood yeah (laughs) and uh 
Yeah, I, I love my time there. And um, actually working there, I would say, led me to what we're going to talk about today. Oh, I'm interested to know because yeah. this, this is a new, new to me as well. So I'm excited to hear how that experience really led to your topic mm -hmm. and your expertise. Because honestly, Al, I feel that there's lots of things you could talk about in relation to our podcast, right? Running a, a business, balancing multiple priorities, um, your health and wellness and how you prioritize. Like there's lots of things you could talk about, but I'm excited for the direction we're going in. All right, friends, you take it away. I think it's your question next. So Alex, you've been reading and researching a great deal about manifesting goals. And we'd love for you to tell us what sparked your interest and how did this kind of come onto your radar? Yeah, so it kind of just popped up for me. Um, it's very much evolved from when I first became interested in it. Um, but it started when I was considering a move away from full-time nine-to-five work. Um, I was working at Western, so um, I started working at Western when my twins were six months old. Yeah. Um, it was super hard, but I felt in over my head and with um, just home life, and I wanted to get back to some sort of normal adult life. And I also was questioning whether real estate was the right decision for me with four small children at the time. They were six months old. Um, Charlie, my second, was just three. And oh, just three or just two? No, he was just two. Right. <laughs> and, um, and Amelia was just four. So I, um, I was just looking for something different. And I thought that I couldn't have a, the, the push and pull of real estate and not being in control of my timetable. Or so... I thought back then, I just wanted somebody to tell me what to do because I was making so many decisions at home. Mm -hmm. So um, then after working at Western for a little bit, um, I started and I was getting comfortable again with home life and work life. I started thinking about wanting to stay home um, again and work part-time in real estate. And what led me there was meeting with um, one of the alumni career counselors at, um, at Western. I know which one you speak of. Um, can I share her name? Would she mind? <laughs> well, know. you know what? If she listens to the podcast, she'll, that'll be the way to uh, funnel her to listen to it. So we'll get, we'll get it. Um, uh, Sarah Dawson was, helping coach me and counsel me in what to do. Uh, it wasn't even following Western. I was contemplating really anything. Yeah. And so what she introduced to me was um, de uh, life design based on the book, Designing Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. And she had me create a bunch of different plans and really hone in on one of them. And that one was being at home with my kids and um and still doing real estate and after all that work with her i felt really comfortable and happy with that decision and i ended up leaving western because of that but talking with her reignited a growth mindset and a passion for personal growth and as soon as i made the decision to stay home with the kids i had not a whole lot of free time 
but I had some free time at home where they were napping um, and I was gardening or doing work around the house. And uh, when I started working at Western, I was listening to audiobooks. So I continued right. that at home when I was busy doing things, I would just listen to my audiobooks, And I started listening to Gabrielle Bernstein's The Universe Has Your Back and also Super Attractor by Gabrielle Bernstein as well. And both of those books had me questioning my spirituality and the power of my mind. Um, and since then, I've read several books on the laws of attraction, the subconscious mind, manifesting, and the power of love and positive energy. So that's kind of like a, a two, two and a half year journey from discovering what I wanted to do that led me away from Western and, uh, and to today, just diving deeper and deeper into um, manifesting my goals and dreams. And I know that um, the life design book that you mentioned, that's by two professors at Stanford, I believe, right? And they actually teach a course at Stanford. Yes. You're both nodding, so I guess you're familiar with it. Because I've done some of those exercises too and found them to be really powerful. And I think there's something about, you know, Megan and I talk a lot about intention and bringing yeah. intentionality to the things you choose to kind of bring into your life and also the things you let go. But what was your, I guess, relationship to this kind of thinking? I'm going off script here. But you go off script. What was your relationship to these kind of concepts, I guess, before mm -hmm. you did the coaching relationship and doing this reading, Alex? Um, I've always been, I don't know if this answers your question. I've always been a goal setter and yeah. I've always been a planner. I've always looked ahead. Like if you asked me in high school what my plan was for the next 10 years, I would have told you <laughs> year by year. I live and breathe all of this. So when, when Sarah introduced life design to me, I, I was totally on board um, because I got to make, well, you're supposed to make three different plans um, for the next five years. And I made four, of course, <laughs> because I thought there were so many things I was open to doing. And it really was taking into account your, your values and your, your future goals and seeing how they blend well together. And I have um, a very much an entrepreneurial spirit and I have a hard time taking direction from other people. Um, you like to be the captain of your own ship. I definitely do. And um, there are times where that's a really great thing and other times where uh, it's not because I struggle sitting back. Right. And so that's what, uh, I hope that answers your question. Suze, um, I, I was very open and willing to absorb everything that I was learning. I think it's that, 
idea sometimes in life, and, and it's certainly this has been my experience of the age that I'm at, but actually taking time to, it's the classic midlife thing, right? They always say midlife crisis, but I think there's something about midlife that has you taking a step back and looking at your life and really asking yourself, have, have I been pursuing what I want to pursue? Or have I just been pursuing it because I'm on autopilot, right? Like so much of what we do, we get up in the morning, we get dressed, we have breakfast, we go out, we live our, it's, it, we don't do it with intention. We're just, it's, right. it's what we do. Mm-hmm. And then there's something beautiful about turning this age where you get to sort of ask yourself, mm, is this, do I want to keep doing this or do I want more? And if I want more, what is the more? And how do I get there, right? And I think it's more of a permission to shift. So I think that's why we've sort of captured midlife in this way is that there's something about this age and stage that makes you really reflect. And you are not 40. Um, you are safely in your 30s. Um, but I think you're the kind of person who is reflecting and taking time and space. And that's certainly been a thread of our relationship too. My relationship with you and my relationship with Suze is this idea of reflection, talking out what we're thinking and feeling and really enriching that into our friendships. Anyways, it's neither here nor there. Um, so we kind of talked about, but if you had to summarize key takeaways, what, what does this mean to you? The sense of manifesting goals or law of attraction, like how, how would you kind of summarize it for you? I'm just I don't think I can summarize it. I, uh, things that I keep returning to are um, one, the law of attraction, uh, what you feel and think and, and believe is drawn to you like a magnet. It's just so incredible. And I find that this is what you can use so effectively when you're making your list to um, create and draw to you what you're dreaming of. And um, another thing is that your thoughts control your feelings, your feelings control your behavior. And if you have the power to change your thoughts deep within you, then you can control your feelings and your behavior surrounding those things. And that has really spoken to me because um, uh, home life is an up and down roller coaster with kids and I always now tell myself I can't say always because of course we all get in these like mind traps yeah but when I am with it enough I try to remind myself that I'm in control of my actions and my feelings and I can change the way the outcome I can change the outcome of this situation just by what I'm feeling and thinking next. Yeah. Um, that's really powerful to me. Um, you are in control of your own behaviors. Um, I suppose the thing that got me thinking about this most recently and why I reached out to you was because I am reading a book called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murray. And he really, um, it's an older book. He really tries to weave in the concept of giving your subconscious mind the power to dictate what is going to happen in the outside world, like in your real life. How can you change what your subconscious is actually feeling? Hmm. Um, So, Like before we started, I said that a lot of these concepts are really out there and they, they cause um, 
cause you to feel like you need to pause and rewind and think about it again. And mm -hmm. I frequently do that. But when he, I was reading his book, one of his um, notes is that if you go to bed reviewing all of your goals and dreams and you wake up reviewing all of your goals and dreams, um, then you can manifest those in your real life. Right. And I just think that is the coolest thing. And it has happened to me several times. It, I have to take a step back to realize that I actually put that out there and what I wanted to happen happened because I was putting it all out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll give examples later, but um, <laughs> I can relate to that. And I'll, right now I'm sitting in my office and I have my vision board above my desk and I look at it pretty much all day long when I'm working in here now from home and yeah. it's very motivating and it just helps me, like you say, keep focused on the things that matter to me, the dreams that I have, the goals that I want to reach. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, I've had similar kind of things happen in the past where I've ended up realizing years later that the job I thought would be my dream job, suddenly I was in that job. Then the universe works its magic and it actually happens. And um, I, that's all I feel and I know inside that it's because of this positivity and um, increasing your frequency because that attracts positive things to you. When mm -hmm. you are then negative and judgmental and angry about things, that lowers your frequency. All of the low frequency things are drawn to you. And so when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed in the morning and you stub your toe and you're like, mm. <laughs> like this is going to be an awful day. And then the next thing goes wrong in the next, like it's just, it's a domino effect. But if you stub your toe and you're like, thankfully I didn't break my leg. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like to try and change your thinking. And that's really hard. I feel like you need to have a lot of things in line and going well in your life to finally get to this point um, where you can look after your mind at a much deeper level. Mm. But it's all, it's all circular. Like if you can break from the things that are not going well in your life and say, okay, let's just focus on my mind, then, uh, then those things will start turning out the way you want them to again. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier said than done. <laughs> I think that piece about choosing thoughts is so important. It's something I've been working on. I would say over the last year in particular, realizing that connection between thoughts and feelings for so long, I thought we were just kind of emotional animals driven by feelings not yeah. realizing the thought that's behind pretty much every feeling we have. And when we can bring awareness and sort of step outside ourselves and observe those thoughts that we have day in and day out, it's pretty illuminating mm -hmm. and powerful. And you know, Hey, I can choose a new thought. If this one isn't working, I can choose something else. Mm -hmm. Well, in reality too, this whole thing, right? This 40 things at 40 came about, right? Because we were turning 40 
you know this, we weren't super excited. We wanted to do something about it to make it exciting and something to celebrate rather than something to get through, right? And it yeah. has been a beautiful thing ever since I, I've never told so many people my age so, so often, <laughs> ever since I started, you know, doing 40 Things to 40 and just talking about it because it's a beautiful way of putting intentionality out there or, you know, energy or whatever you want to achieve because you're telling your community, the people around you, what you want to do. And then each week, Susan and I make a point to share what it is that we're working towards and whether we achieve it or not. And it's that reason I am a hundred percent confident that I would have done so little this last 15 months of on and off shutdowns and everything closed. I would have accomplished so little had I not put out that I wanted to achieve and I wanted to be moving forward and I wanted to think intentionally about experiences to have. So it all beautifully kind of intersects with what, what we're doing here. Well, and I mean, you've talked about some of these pieces, Alex, but overall, what would you say you've learned and put into action as a result of this reading and, and thinking and researching that you've been doing around these concepts? Mm-hmm. A few things that I've changed after um, doing this reading is to focus on giving because giving allows a shift in your own energy. You feel good about giving. You feel, then you also feel grateful for what you have that you were able to give to somebody else. And I'm really trying to instill this in the kids. Um, they're still really young for it. We started this lockdown with, like I said, I would do, um, one act of kindness a day with them. And it's only been a few, (laughs) but, but our acts of kindness, uh, again, it was setting those intentions Yeah. and whether it was, um, Kira was on that list and we haven't done Kira's yet. Um, uh, sending a postcard to Kira just to brighten her day. So, um, and like baking, we love baking. And then I love even more sharing the baking or, um, we did for the first time donate directly to the food bank. So Amelia and Charlie helped me order groceries for a pickup and then I organized them in a box and we took them down to the food bank and dropped them off um, on our way to pick up Chris one night and that was really rewarding because it it really uh, fueled a lot of um, wonder in the kids and a lot of questions that I was really happy to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, focus on giving and then hand in hand with that is a gratitude attitude. I'm really trying to be thankful for the little things that we experience every day. And that truly does pull me out of a slump. Um, and God knows we've had so many <laughs> slumps with the lockdowns, lockdown after lockdown and just feeling like I cannot do this anymore. And it does help when I think about how lucky and fortunate we've been and that we have each other and our health and I can just rhyme it all off. And so going through that pulls me back into this, this positive sphere. And then the, like I mentioned before, the power of your subconscious is huge. So what you write on the inside, you will experience on the outside. So 
prior to sleep, if you can turn over your requests to your subconscious mind by just stating them, like go through your list out loud or in your head and think about what it is that you want either from the next day or the next week or who knows, it, there doesn't need to be a timeline and there actually shouldn't be a timeline because if that timeline come and go, comes and goes, you're like, well, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> you need to be patient and just trust and let go of the control, which Meg, you know, I have a thing with control. Yeah, yeah we love control. <laughs> we just love it. <laughs> but I learned to let go quite a lot after I had the twins because that was totally out of my control. And um, I just, I look back to that. So if you can, if you can just put it out there with no expectation other than it will happen in due time, it'll happen when it's, when I allow it to happen, it'll happen when the stars align, however you want to say it, but it'll happen. And I really, really believe that. So I re review my needs and my wants and my, my goals on a daily basis. And I only focus on a couple at a time, which, so when you're working from your, your 40 things at 40 list, yeah. you easily get bogged down, right? But yeah. you can choose, like you share during the week, your, the, the few that you're working on. And for example, like when I'm looking for a house for, well, when I looked for the, this house for our family, or every time I look for a house for my clients, I am reviewing their needs and their wants every single night. And I know that's my job also, because people can say like, well, you're supposed to look at listings every night and every morning and throughout the day. But I go so far as to like expand the bubble and look where I haven't looked before and think about what we have looked at that didn't work and and what is really important to them their their values not just their their needs and their wants and it always happens in due time that they do find exactly what they're looking for and then i wanted to talk to you uh, talk about your vision board suze because yes. i love a vision board she does we do <laughs> you will love yeah, megan too you will love this. I learned this in um, the book Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And he talks about manifesting your goals and dreams through mind movies. So mind movies are like the new age vision boards. Oh, say more. Yeah. <laughs> so what you do you to create your own mind movie is look for video clips that represent what it is that you want. So for instance, for me, I'm working on mine currently, like it's an ongoing process because I'm trying to fit everything in there. Um, but I add videos of, um, of my future house. I actually have walked by like a creep on a few occasions <laughs> and I like have my my phone um angled and doing a panoramic of my future house with the kids walking in front or on their bikes um so I put that in um traveling with the kids yes. I I have some videos of us traveling with the kids so I've put that in but I also you can just look on YouTube and um record 
your screen on if you have, I don't know if it's on every phone, but on my iPhone, I can record the screen. So I watch a video of like a family getting on a plane or just a plane flying or landing in Barbados. Like I, we will get back. So that's yes. an easy one. Or another one is like other women um, weight training. Like that is, that's become something really important to me and something that I've integrated in my daily life. And so when I see videos of what other women look like doing this, I, I try and find women with long dark hair too. <laughs> that, that look, might it's me, look, like, look at me go. Yeah, so you put that in a video and then you watch your video every morning when you wake up and every evening before you go to bed. And Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, he starts, he suggests starting these videos with a kaleidoscope video, which is supposed to get your subconscious mind in this sort of trance. So it's, it's almost like um, meditating with your eyes open. So just your focus is purely on your screen and, and you're not drawn to anything else. And so that is for the first half of your movie. And for the second half, you layer these, these short clips of representations of what you want. And then you can put in um, words or phrases. So I am traveling, do, do it in the present so that you are thinking when you're doing this awake meditation that you've already done it. I am in a fitness competition. That's not one of my goals, but <laughs> just- Could um, be now, you put it out there, Al. So but to be. make it, yeah, to make it real, make it feel like it's happening, not something that, I mean, I've read when you say, I want that, mm -hmm. it puts a barrier between you and that thing happening by saying want, right. but you're saying I am doing this or I do live here. It makes it feel more real to you. You're subconscious, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I guess those, those are my, the things that I have put into practice and from what I've learned and they're just a few things, but they really help me on a daily basis. I think about this because, and I'm sure, because I can just imagine you having conversations with people about this. I think when people think about anything about law of attraction, the first thing they think about now, you know what I'm going to say is the secret. Do you remember yeah. when the secret came out? What year was that? Like 2004, three. I, I, I feel like I was I, in my 20s. I think it was around 2003. I was working at um, Chapters Indigo when uh, it came out. And so that I remember the barrage right mm -hmm. and then both the positivity to it but also the backlash of like well you don't just sit around thinking things are gonna all happen and then the spiral for, so I know people are going to be thinking about things like that and how it relates how would you how would you frame that if someone's like oh this is I don't know it's like the secret and I don't necessarily think this is how might you have a conversation with somebody about that? I'm just sort of curious from my own perspective. Well, my friend Zoe, um, she was kind of doing the vision boards when they were, when they started to become popular yeah. several years ago. And I think that was probably from The Secret. Um, probably. And yeah, so she, she started telling me about what was on her vision board and that these things were coming true. And um, on hers were like to buy a restaurant, to buy a house. And I'm like, oh my 
gosh, those are huge things. Like how, how can you, how can those actually come true just by thinking it? What I have learned is that it doesn't just, it does magically appear, but it doesn't just like, like the magic that we see in Harry Potter. It's not that kind of magic appearing. It is it's almost as if you are, you're that much more open to the possibilities. And so you look for certain cues and yeah. certain things that you wouldn't have other thought, otherwise thought about if you hadn't put that intention out there. So it's the same thing as when you decide that you want to buy, I don't know, Tesla. I'm <laughs> Maybe I'm, I do want to buy a Tesla. They seem like cool I'm cars. I'm putting this amazing car out there. When you want to buy a Tesla, then you see every single Tesla on the road. And yes, you Tesla, do. They stand out. So you see it every time you're out. And that doesn't happen by mistake. Your mind is open to it. They've Those things have always been there. You The Teslas drive by us on the road every day. It's that you are open to it. And so... If people are questioning just sitting around and these things are magnetically drawn to you, like, like how could that work? It is more the, the intentionality and the focus and the energy behind it that allows your mind to be open to the possibilities, to the questions, to the opportunities that are presented to you. And that's what I find um, I have found more recently now that I'm aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's, it makes me laugh. Seriously, do you, rem uh, Seuss, do you remember the year of Meg? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I remember the year of Meg. I purposely carved out an entire year, which I dubbed the year of Meg. Um, and it's because I was looking for, I think I had to come back from Ireland and come back from Ireland in this year abroad and it'd been hugely transformative and so much growth and wanting something to happen and feeling my life fall into kind of a slump. And so I just said over and over again, so we made our vision boards and we had images of what we wanted to create and involve travel and relationships. And then I just said it over and over and over again and created a whole year of really different experiences for myself to capture mm. that energy. And so we've been doing this kind of stuff. And even if it's people don't like terms like, you know, energy and, and they don't yeah. like, you know, what, however, it phrases I think if, if we can all sort of agree that when you think take the time and energy and thought to think about what do I want and then you try to create that more actively as opposed to sitting back in the passenger seat I think that's a right. lovely connection to it right mm -hmm. is that we want to see ourselves as taking time to think about what do I want mm -hmm. uh, and and then pursuing that a little bit more directly as opposed to just kind of bumbling through so yeah absolutely a great point. Well said. Mm -hmm. So Alex, how can we use these strategies to help us fulfill our 40 things at 40 lists? And so the reason I reached out to you was because I was envisioning your 40 things at 40 lists and I have yet to create my own. So I need to do that. I say I'm a list person yet. I don't even have like a 30 at 30 list. You're <laughs> but, good. It'll happen. It'll happen before I turn 40. And so as I was listening uh, to your podcast and reading your own lists, I started thinking about 
the list as something as more uh, something more than a bucket list where you just check things off, right? And I started thinking of it as more of a list that you that everyone can manifest. And there are little things on your list like getting the the food delivery service. <laughs> like it's like you don't need to manifest that. You can just like go online and order it. But other things like um, taking a trip to Algonquin Zoo's or um, uh, Meg, you had uh, go to a casino to pay, to play Big blackjack. Oh yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I've never even been in a casino, which is so embarrassing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I this one stood out to me, which is why I wanted to use it as an example. So to manifest something, I find that when I actually put myself in that. Um, when I actually visualize myself doing it, yeah, then it comes to fruition. So it's it's like the sports sports psychology. They're like, let's imagine ourselves shooting that last basket, winning this the winning the championships. Like you put yourselves in that position. So <clears throat> you need to be specific so that all of those little details start to become embedded in your mind. And this is something that you can do before bed. So if in the next year or two, you're, you're putting your casino dream out there. Am I wearing a red dress? Cause in my <laughs> image, I'm, I'm dressed up. It's fancy. It's like a James Bond esque moment. Okay. So we're going to use that, this red, this red dress, James Bond. So you start visualizing, visualizing yourself playing cards. Um, can you play blackjack? That's another question. Basically, I have the basics down, yeah. Okay, so visualize yourself playing cards, starting to play blackjack, um, and you're just practicing at home with Shannon. You're just like, okay, we're getting ready for this casino trip, and, um, and we're gonna have the best time. And so then you walk up to your bedroom and you choose your, your little red dress that you want to pack and go to the casino in. So um, then you go on your trip and you put on your red dress and you visualize yourself walking through the casino um, with Shannon or with your friends, passing the slot machines, smelling the smells. Stale smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that, but I don't think you're allowed to smoke in casinos anymore. Um, grabbing a beer, like you're grabbing your drink, walking to the blackjack table, sitting down and saying, deal me in. Like all of those little steps include those and have like three things on your list every night that you're running through these steps so that you're actually putting yourself there. And the more and more you think about it, um, especially before bed when your subconscious is most impressionable, yep. the more you will think that it actually already happened. <laughs> you're like, was that a dream or have I been there already? Like, I'll just check this off my list. But no, like it, it just will happen. It'll come to you. And you'll, you'll see the possibilities, the opportunities that will help get you there sooner. And I'm sure you'll get a text like tomorrow saying, um, hey, I got this free trip to the casino. Want to come with me? I'm, I'm just like. I have the perfect dress. <laughs> yeah. I love it, Al. I yeah. love it. 
And then going on the trip to Algonquin Sioux, um, similarly with this the specificity, um, I had uh, thought that you could plan your trip from home, right? You're a planner and you start packing your camping gear. I don't know if you're a camper. <laughs> I am not. This is why this is a stretch goal. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. Okay. That you want to use stretch goals for things like this. So you're packing your, your, um, you're going your to the store gear. to buy the camping. <laughs> right. Going to the store so for fun. <laughs> you pack it all in your nice rolling suitcase. <laughs> um, you, then you, then you visualize yourself driving up north and stopping along these beautiful, quiet, picturesque highways and for a quick break. And um, you see the sign for Algonquin Park, you park your car and you get out to unpack your things. Um, and then you can visualize yourself actually hiking through the forest with your family and, and getting a canoe and, and taking a paddle down the river. Like all of those little details are so important to wrap in to these, these um, items on your list. Um, and a lot of them, like I said, they're just like little tick off items, but the, the stretch goals that might be harder to reach, I think it's important or maybe not. It's important to, if you want to get it done to um, have a plan in place. And even if that plan is, okay, I'm going to just review everything I want um, out of that, that goal every night. Um, and then I you love that. I'm going to be dreaming about that tonight yeah. about it before I go to sleep. And I love that idea of like bringing in the little details, not just fixating on the end vision because mm -hmm. it does, it paints a, a more full picture, right? Right. Yeah. And so for, for me, um, one of like, one of my things is, um, this dream property that I have, um, my house, I think I've shared this with Meg. I, it's right. It's really close to my house and I drive by it a number of times a day. And so every time I pass this house, I visualize pulling into that driveway. I visualize getting out of the car with all the kids walking up to the front door, unlocking the door. Thankfully, I've been in this house before when it was for sale years ago. Actually visualize myself in the house and making dinner in the kitchen and, and going up the stairs to tuck the kids into bed. It, it's so powerful. And I pass this house every day and I just have one word that I say in my head because it represents all of these dreams and it's just home. So I pass it and I say, like, welcome home, or I, I pass it on my way to turn left onto my street, and I'm like, I'm home, <laughs> and I don't know when that'll ever happen, hopefully while our kids are still young enough to enjoy the, the house and the property, and it makes sense for us, but I do those things every day in my head and I work out the, the nitty gritty details. And it, that's a huge stretch goal because who knows if those people ever want to sell their house or, um, right. you know, like if it will ever be available or if we're, we'll ever be able to afford it. I don't know. And my mom asked me like, well, how are you going to make that happen? And I said, I don't know. Something will work out. It will work. So when you believe those 
when you believe it, mm -hmm. I believe it will come true. It'll come to you. So lastly, with the, the 40 things at 40 list, if you actually wanted to go through it and make it into a mind movie, you, you could so easily do it. And you guys have ticked so many things off your list that, that your mind movies probably wouldn't be that large. But I've, I, when I was doing my reading, um, the mind movies they first mention in, um, in Joe Dispenza's book, um, Becoming Supernatural. And he said a lot of his clients have made multiple mind movies because all of the things that they put in their movies came true. Hmm. <laughs> they just make the next one and review that every morning and night. So you could do that so easily with your 40 things and it would be a fun exercise. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. My, I, I guess that's how, that's yeah, that's how I've related it to your, your lists. Well, and such practical ideas as, um, um, you know, I know we talked earlier that sometimes this stuff can be seen as sort of woo-woo, but there's a lot of practicality to it as well. Mm -hmm. I think you've, you've helped show us how to apply these concepts in our own lives and with our own dreams and goals. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Is there anything here as we wrap up, anything more or a final thought maybe you want yeah. to leave us with? I have one final thought. A fellow realtor in Lucan, actually, Meg, you know her. Oh, um, oh I do. Yeah, Ashlyn Reed. She introduced me and I guess her Instagram community to this book, um, Daily Inspiration by Rob Robin Sharma. Um, he's the um, person who wrote The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which I haven't read yet, but it's on my list. So I love this book because it, every single day it gives one little, one little note. And today I just wanted to jump to December 29th <laughs> because <Jump> <laughs> we'll jump to December 29th because, um, well, you'll see why he writes really commit to becoming a person who lives life in a constant state of gratitude and positive expectation. Dream big dreams, but also savor the place where you find yourself to be at any time. The road really is as good as the end. When you can maintain this frame of mind, life will be sure to shower its abundance on you. Lovely, Al. So good. I mean, look, we could just, we could break... We could break it um, just by talking about it because this is definitely up our alley, but I will wrap it up now and just say it's been lovely having you on, lovely to see you and spend time. Thank you so much um, for all of your stuff. I will keep all of the books that Alex referenced in the podcast. I'll be sure to put in the show notes, everybody. So if you're interested in reading and learning more, check that out. But otherwise, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks my so friend. much for having me. And when you get that house, I want to see a picture of it because okay. it's going to happen. <laughs> if you want to know more information about our list and see what we're going to be tackling this year, we'll put the 40 things at 40 Facebook link in the show notes.